0: What's up, Rock family? What's up, Rock family? Happy Sunday. I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor The Rock. Welcome to church today. And uh, I tell you, Happy New Year. It is finally 2021, and we are ready to prepare you for this year. This series that we're going to start today is designed to prepare you for 2021. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I can tell you what it's not going to go back to 2019. We still got challenges ahead. We have no idea. The future is always unknown by everyone. So we don't ever want to assume everything's going to be smooth. So we are going into it getting ready for 2021. Next week, we're going to start a fast. I'm going to be preaching on fasting next week. So today, I'm going to prepare you for that. So get ready. We are going to learn to let go. Open our hands. Take it, take it, take it. Let's get on our knees and pray. We need to pray. So let's get on our knees and pray. And my prayer is that the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and if you don't know what that is, it is the spirit, is the presence of God where you are right now. My prayer is that he will prepare you for what we're going to talk about. Because uh, what we're going to talk about today, next week and this whole uh, uh, month, especially these next two weeks, is completely opposite of what you hear in the world and what you hear from TV. It's going to to completely rock your world in the sense of completely opposite of what you have been taught all your life about things and possessions and greed and holding on to stuff. We're going to talk about letting go. Lord, I just pray you prepare our hearts. I pray even right now people would feel relieved that it's okay to let go, that they would sense that they've been holding on too tight to stuff. They've been hoarding and been greedy about stuff. And I pray that you release them, that as they open up their hands and their heart will release to you the things that they've been anxious about, that you would replace it with peace and contentment. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I love this. I love this. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. Get out your Bibles and we are going to take communion at the end. Hopefully, you have your elements prepared. We're going to take communion at the end. So get out your Bible. On the count of three, say "word." One, two, three. Say "word." Turn to Luke chapter twelve. Luke chapter twelve. Luke chapter twelve. My favorite time of the year, starting things over. I'm going to read the Bible every day. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to be a better person. Let's go. And I believe that that won't happen unless you get these things right that we're going to talk about today, next week and this month. We're going to set a foundation of having an incredible, credible 2021. And let me tell you something. 2021 may not be better in circumstance and environment than 2020. It may not. But it doesn't mean you can't be better. And so, this is all designed to make you better, stronger, more focused, and able to deal with whatever happens, whatever life throws at you. Life threw all of us many curveballs, but we got to fight back. Come on, come on. So, sometimes my computer, as I'm sure your computer, gets clogged up from overuse and it starts functioning real slow or Apps won't open up, programs won't open up. Same thing happens with your phone. Your phone starts getting all janky, and you have to reset it. And I'll call my IT guy, say my computer's not working, the mouse is not moving, or whatever, and they'll say, press this button, press this button, shake your leg, put your elbow on the desk, and then it'll reboot. Who knows how to do all this stuff? I'm not a tech guy. It drives me crazy. And then it goes, and then it shuts down. Then it comes back up, and all of a sudden it works. It resets. This month, the series we're starting today is called Reset 221. We are going to reset for this year. Last year was an in many ways a nightmare. But we're going to step back and reset and recalibrate our heart, our minds, our thoughts, our focus on the main thing that God wants us to focus on. Today we're going to talk about rejecting the lie of more. <laughs> Rejecting the lie of more. All our lies we're told you have to have more. Now, I talked earlier about God is a God of multiplies. Absolutely, He multiplies. But the lie of more is that the multiplication needs to come to me. Now, the multiplication comes through you. That's the kingdom. The world says it has to come to you and stop. You're not like a pastor, you're a cul-de-sac. It all ends with you. That's the lie of more, that I have to have more. It's called greed. It's called coveting. We're going to talk about rejecting lie more. Now the reason this is so important is because today is going to set us up for next week when we talk about fasting. Because when we fast, we're actually going to deny ourselves. For 21 days of something you may think you have to have. And it may not be everything you eat. But it may be some stuff you eat, some stuff you drink, some, some uh, social media time, TV time, whatever it is, that you're going to say no so you can spend more time with God. And it's going to be completely opposite of what the world tells you. Consume, consume, consume. So that's next week. But today, if we can get it in our head to reject the lie of more. We can prepare our hearts for what's, God's going to happen, what's going to happen this year. Because when life doesn't go our way, the reason we get mad because we're not getting what we want. But if you don't want anything, you won't get mad. So let's read this passage. It's a parable in Luke chapter 12 where this guy is going to come to Jesus and say, hey, tell my brother to give some of his inheritance to me. And Jesus is going to say, I'm not in your business. I don't care about that. And he's going to, then he's going to tell a story about a guy who was hoarding to himself and he called him a fool. I can tell you, I do not want to be a fool. Let's read it. It says, Luke 12, 13. Then one from the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to him, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Listen, your importance, your value, your level of success is not determined by the things you possess. This is so Counter to what we learn all our life, and so hard to believe until we get older and realize it doesn't truly satisfy. And so, this guy is saying, Jesus, tell my brother to split his inheritance. He says, I- I'm not in your business. That stuff's not important to me, and it shouldn't be that important to you. And look, then Jesus says this verse 16, he spoke a parable saying, The ground of a certain man yielded plentiful. Guy was a farmer and he yielded all these crops. And he thought to himself, Hmm, what shall I do? Since I have no more room to store my crops, he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build bigger barns. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you the man. You have many goods later for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He said, Soul, you done, done good for yourself. Why don't you just sit back and chill. Store up all the money. Now understand this. I'm not saying rich and Jesus is not saying rich is bad. Please don't get me wrong. But listen to the whole story. Listen to the whole story. The guy said, I'm going to build bigger bonds and store them and store them and store them and then sit back and do nothing. And God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then, whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure, watch this, for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, as I said, having wealth is not wrong, but having wealth so you can take security in it and abandon what God has called you to do by just sitting around and chilling, that's the problem here, God has given you the ability to build wealth, but He's given you the ability to build wealth for His purpose. And don't, I don't know, I'm not even saying, I'll oh, give it all to the church. I'm not trying to get your money. I'm saying that God wants to use you in the kingdom of God. He's given you talents and skills, not so you can rely on them for your security, but so you can serve Him. And so three things I want to challenge you. Number one, silence the lie of more. The lie that you have to have more and more and more. Look at what it says in verse 15. He said, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that you possess. Here's the lie. If I get more, I'm more important. If I get more, I'm more happy. If I get more, people will expect me more. If I get more, I have more friends. That is a lie. You can get more and more and more and have less friends. Be miserable. Be so empty. Be aimless. Have no purpose and be sitting around. What's key is that you are walking. In the purpose of God. Now, if in walking the purpose of God, God gives you a lot, which He wants to do, and I'm not saying He wants you to be wealthy, but He wants to bless you. You're His child. But when He blesses you, He wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. And He wants you to understand the joy of being a blessing. Because God is a giver, He wants us to be a giver. And here's the thing as we read earlier, when we bless, God says, I've tr- you've done well what I trusted you. I'm going to trust you with more. And then he gives you more. And then you bless, bless other people with it. And then he says, I'm going to give you more. And you end up being a conduit for more and more and more and more and more, and more blessings. I'm going to read some stats to you. Uh, advertisements are relentlessly working to get you to buy more. We see 5,000 advertisements a day. Buy, 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 get, 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 hoard, 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 build, build, build. We consume two times the consumable goods as 50 years ago. The average home has tripled in size in the last 50 years. The average American has $15,000 of debt, and I think that's even low $15,000 of debt. I got to get more than I can handle, more than I can handle. We have to say, no, I can't. What's the Bible saying? Verse 15 Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of the things you possess. If you can be convinced, that your value here on earth, your level of success is not measured in what you have. It's measured by how obedient you are. It's, measure, it's not even measured by how much you give. It's measured by how obedient you are. Number two, seek contentment in all things. Uh, one, of, one of the most memorized verses in the Bible is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> I can't tell me how many times people come up to me and say, you play in the NFL, you don't look that big. I played football in high school. I was all conference when I was a sophomore. And I was a freshman. And I was on JV. And, and I think I could play in the NFL. And then they'll say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> it don't work that way, homie. <laughs> That's not what that verse means. It doesn't mean you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can't jump off a building and fly. What it means is that you can be content. This is what Paul was talking about. He was in prison when he wrote that, and Paul's saying, "Listen, I've been powerful, wealthy, I've been influential, and I've been beat almost to the point of death. And Christ has sustained me through all of that. I can do all things. I can handle any circumstance. I can be content in any circumstance. I pray the Spirit of God give you a spirit of contentment." with whatever you have, little or much. My encouragement to you is to spend less than you make. Try to spend as more or less than you make. In other words, not 99% of what you make. Try to live on 80%. I don't know your situation. I'm just saying, make it a point that whatever you make, spend less so you're not stressed every month. Do the one-in-one-out rule. If you buy new clothes, give some away. If you buy plates, give some plates away. In other words, you probably don't need five sets of plates. You probably don't need three sets of forks. Now you may think you do because someone else does, but you realistically don't. We have conditioned ourselves to think we need all these different backup plans for everything we have. Learn to be content in what you have. Learn to be content. When you look in your pantry and your food, fast one day a week. Do intermittent fasting. You don't have to eat from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Eat for 12 hours, 10 hours of the day. Eat breakfast late, stop eating earlier. Don't think you have to gorge yourself all day. Uh, be content with less words. <laughs> Seek contentment in what you have. Ask yourself Am I a greedy person? Do I need. All those towels, all those blankets. What would you do with them? Give them away. Matter of fact, number three, simplify your life. Verse 15, again, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things you possess. First Thessalonians 4.11 says, aspire to lead a quiet life. Mind your business, that's what the Bible says, mind your business. And to work with your hands as we command you, that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Listen, slow your life down. Next week, we are going to do a fast, start a fast, 21 days. Please go to the website, get information about it. There's a lot of information on how to cycle the 21 days. But during that time, The goal is that you and if you do fast, your life will slow down. That your life slows down and you hear God. I've done 40-day fast three times. I've done 21-day fast, more than that, and a bunch of other fasts. It is the most incredible thing. You're talking about hearing God. You're talking about God opening the eyes of your heart that you can see things the way He sees them. That you can see your things the way He sees them. So. If you said, Lord, I want to simplify my life, go in your closet and look at all the clothes in your closet. And purpose in your heart to give a bunch of it away. Just give it away. Or you can sell some of it. Give it to a thrift store. We have a thrift store. Give it to Goodwill, Salvation Army. There's a bunch of thrift stores around. Give it away. Go in your closet and say, listen, I'm only going to wear these clothes. Use your monthly calendar and start to say no to stuff. Don't give yourself back to 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 things to do. That's gonna be one for me. Trust me. Speak less. James 119 says, My beloved brethren, let everyone be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about that as we get into 2021, that you don't come in here trying to get back what you lost in 2020. I mean, obviously, if you your business, you want your business to thrive, et cetera. But that you want to go into 2021 saying, God, I am surrendering everything to you. Go into your closet, Lord, is anything you want me to get rid of? Go into your kitchen, is anything you want me to get rid of? Go in your go in your pantry, refrigerator. Is there stuff in there you shouldn't eat anyway? It's just garbage. It's making, it's, it's, it's making you either overweight, it's making you sick, and it's, it's not healthy. Get rid of it. Prepare yourself because next week we're gonna go on a fast. And I promise you, guarantee, if you do this fast in any form of fashion, you're gonna hear God like you never heard him before. And God's gonna do something in your life that is gonna blow your mind. See it every time. And he's going to realign and reset your priorities. Reset your perspective. Respect your, reset your desires and your passions. What we're going to do is we're going to take communion in a minute. Please get out your bread, your juice, whatever you're going to take it with. And as we take communion, we are telling Jesus, I acknowledge that you died and rose for me. And I acknowledge that. I surrender my life to you. And I'm going to take the bread and the juice to visibly and publicly recommit my life to you. Acknowledging that I understand what the gospel is all about. But before we do that, I want to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior. And before you take communion... It is very important that you ask Christ to be your Savior. Because what you don't want to do is say, Jesus, I don't believe in you, but I'm going to take communion and acknowledge that you died for me. That's like a slap in the face. So I want to pray. And if you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, you're going to pray this very simple prayer for me. And let me tell you what it's going to be I admit that I'm a sinner. The Bible says we're all sinners, and that the penalty is death. I believe Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. And I commit my life to him. So I'm going to lead you in that prayer and if you would like to ask Christ, you can pray that prayer. Then we'll take communion. And when we take this communion, whatever you have there at your house, that you're saying to God, God, you made a sacrifice for me. I want to live this year for you and I'm going to start by today. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank You for Your faithfulness. Thank You for Your goodness. Lord, as we go into next year. Lord, as we go into this year. We good? Lord, as we go... Lord, as we start 2021. I pray that we can reset how we see our life, how we see our circumstances, how we see the things that we own, the things in our house, apartment. And I pray that we would go into this year with a completely reset, recalibrated, readjusted perspective. But first I want to surrender my life to you. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe you died and rose from the dead. And I commit my life to you, Jesus. And I ask you to forgive me. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please hit the save button. Right there on your screen, and we want to follow up with you. But as we take communion, I want you to take the bread out. This bread and whatever bread you have represents the body of Christ. At the Last Supper, He broke it, and gave thanks, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. We are reminded that He suffered physically for us to pay the penalty for our sin. Lord, we thank you. That you gave the ultimate sacrifice. It wasn't clothes, it wasn't money, it wasn't business opportunities, it was your very life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Then he took the cup and he says, This is the cup of the new covenant. This cup represented the blood that he shed on the cross for our sin. We take this acknowledging that he bled for us and that his, sin was, his blood was sinless and that we are forgiven because of his blood. Lord, thank you for shedding your sinless blood on the cross for us. We take this acknowledging that we are forgiven free to walk with you and trust you, in Jesus' name, amen. My encouragement to you is that as we prepare to take on 2021, that this week you seek contentment, you reject the lie of more, and that you start to release to God everything you're holding on to. And prepare for the fast. We're going to start next week. On January 30th, we have a We Pray event. We're going to pray all over San Diego. And so I want you to ask God, God, prepare me for this month of releasing to you and resetting how I see the world, resetting how I think, resetting how I approach my life and everything I have so I can live a life that honors you. God bless you.